Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence on your money with Money FM 89.3. Southeast Asia's first net zero F&B store has been launched since opening in 2009. Salad Stop has put the future of the planet high on its list of priorities. The store, which has been launched, is its initial step towards its 2030 vision to become the first Asian F&B chain to achieve net zero across all new and existing outlets. Adrian Debaye is CEO and co-founder of Salad Stop Group. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning, Michelle. And what? For having me. Great to speak with you. What does being the first net zero Asian F&B outlet really mean? So for us, that means actually a two-year journey. Um, we started this uh, first looking at the carbon footprint of all of our ingredients. So mm-hmm. it really meant going through the whole process about, you know, what obviously what does it mean to be net zero, but then also how do you go beyond that and how do you try to reduce your existing carbon footprint as much as possible. And then, you know, as obviously there's still some remaining footprint, how do you then offset that? So we looked at our supply chain first, and that was, you know, two years ago where we looked at every ingredient and and the source of every um, product. And then we uh, went one step further about six months ago where we worked with two partners. One is Unravel Carbon and, and Pomeroy Studio to look at the construction and the operations of the store. So that was something that we never actually had the opportunity to deep dive into. And we, yeah, we went through that whole process, an incredible learning journey. And, you know, that first net zero outlet, not just is an operational net zero, but also embodied. So really takes into consideration every factor um, of what would mean to set up a restaurant from scratch. Did the location come into play? Your net zero store is located in the Capita Spring building in Singapore, right? It is exactly. So actually Capital Land, this is one of the greenest buildings. It's BCA, uh, Green Mark Platinum Certified. Um, so it was a big consideration. And I think, you know, the value alignment, obviously, with Capital Land is very much there. Help us understand some of the requirements that you need to hit to be certified an at zero outlet. So the, the, this was a big part. And actually, I think it's a very good point. You know, we, we wanted to make sure that we also partnered up um, with Unravel Carbon in, in this sense to make sure that our data could be certified and that we could stand behind it. Right. I think we, we definitely did not want to proclaim ourselves as being a net zero outlet uh, without having all, uh, all the validation behind it. So mm-hmm. um, Unravel went through all the calculations and they looked at, again, every part of the business. And then from there, we were able to determine exactly what the carbon footprint of that outlet was after a month of operation. And uh, they were also able to recommend to us um, gold standard offset uh, credits that we would buy. So we've, we've done all that. And then that's why we can officially claim this as a net zero store. In terms of benchmarking, help our listeners understand how much carbon does an average restaurant within the F&B industry emit? So what does it really mean to be net zero compared to that? So this was actually a, a very pleasant surprise for us. We, we actually, the existing outlets um, operate at about uh, 30% of uh, the industry benchmark. So um, a lot of that already comes down to this, the materials we were already sourcing. So prior to this net zero store, I think we were already sourcing a lot of sustainable materials, but also because you know 80% of our ingredients are sourced within 100 kilometers. Most of our menu is plant-based. So we already came in at a very low carbon footprint. But this store now is actually at 23% of the industry benchmark. So 
we're incredibly low. Um, I think we want to keep pushing that. I think the, 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 obviously the whole point here is that, you know, this is just the beginning of that journey. We want to look at every store that we renovate, every new store that gets built and how we can continue to bring down that carbon footprint. Many businesses will be listening in wondering what they can learn. What are some of the challenges that you face when you're working towards net zero? So the first one is on the construction side. I think this is still, you know, the very nascent stage. Uh, we were able to work with a lot of like-minded partners. And to give you a few examples, um, you know, a lot of the cladding around the stores and the, the ceiling is using recycled bottle caps. Um, we worked with Deliveroo on this being a carbon neutral delivery. So all deliveries are done on bicycle. We were able to source for tables made out of fallen trees in Singapore. So we were able to find a lot of local partners that we could work with. And that actually reduced our carbon emissions by a third on the construction standpoint. The next step is then looking at your cement, your kitchen equipment, and how we're going to bring that down. And that, that's still a big piece of it, obviously, and where we need to dig deep into the whole supply chain because a lot of those products are obviously not sourced in Singapore. Um, so that's the next big step. I think that's where the industry obviously um, needs to come together. And I think the more um, you know, F&B operators start looking at this and, and, and implementing more sustainability strategies, I think that, that will obviously um, start the conversation and I think there'll be more um, suppliers available. So uh, I think we hope that this can ignite that conversation. I think, you know, um, we've, we've definitely has resonated really well with our customers. And, and you know, again, um, you know, if, if this can be a benchmark for the industry, I think we would love to see things moving in this direction. Adrian, what does being a net zero F&B store mean for you in terms of maintenance costs? So in terms of maintenance costs, I mean, that's, you know, where when we worked with Pomoy Studios and looking at, you know, uh, our energy usage and what sort of efficient light bulbs we could use and what, uh, how we would load our air con, uh, all of that helps us obviously with just pure savings, right? So there's obviously a cost element here, um, which helps. And, and I think that justifies a lot of the investments um, that you make up front, which um, sometimes can, in this, in this case, it was about 5% higher to build this store than some of the previous ones. Um, but uh, I think also for us, you know, a uh, big part is also how, how we train the team and making sure that, um, you know, we, we don't keep the lights on when they don't need to be. We look at our water consumption. So all these are also small steps that we are taking now um, to make sure that we're operationally net zero um, through the whole operation. What is the role of carbon offsets on your net zero journey? So that's, I mean, it's in, inevitable right now. I think we, we're obviously to be completely net zero um, is, is not going to be possible. We, we, you know, we obviously are uh, importing still a lot of ingredients in Singapore. So that's going to be part of, of, of the reality. Um, but again, you know, the tagline for this store is beyond net zero. And I think that is really our commitment to continue pushing in that direction. And, you know, we just don't believe that operating with business as usual is good enough and just offsetting. So, um, you know, that's that's really the challenge that we've set ourselves. Well, there's some learning insights here that other businesses, perhaps not within the F&B industry, can take note of. So I think one is is how you source some of your materials. I think that was, you know, uh, really eye-opening for us to see what, you know, the type of partners that we could find in Singapore and, and, and the, you know, the sustainability movement is real. I think obviously the government has pushed very hard in this direction and, and things are happening. I think on the sourcing front, I think it really is going back to your suppliers, asking a lot more questions, 
Uh, and as much as possible, um, moving into more local sourcing. Again, you know, th- Singapore's 30 by 30 goals mm-hmm. is, is creating a very exciting new startup ecosystem, you know, either from plant-based side or towards agri-tech. So we're deeply embedded into that whole ecosystem. Um, and, and, you know, we believe in that future. Um, but I think, the, you know, it needs more support from also local F&B players to, um, to source directly from local farms. And you mentioned the tagline is going beyond net zero. So what are some other opportunities or projects that you're working on to make this a reality? So actually, the next step for us is, you know, now that this is the baseline and actually our, our store at Capital Spring is a living lab, we will continue creating more guidelines, not just for our own team in Singapore, but also for our international market. So the next step is actually to see how we roll this out uh, in the Philippines and Indonesia and work directly with our partners on the ground to source more local materials and continue on this journey. Great speaking with you, Adrian. Congratulations on your new store. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Michelle. Adrian Debaye is CEO and co-founder of the Salad Stop Group. We were talking about their new store, Certified Net Zero, located in the Capita Spring Building right here in Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.